Well, I hadn't planned on talking about any wrestling stuff, you know, this time around, but the news literally just came this evening that WrestleMania is going to be taking place at the WWE Performance Center now instead of the big stadium in Tampa. And we were all just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. You know, a bunch of people were just calling on them to just cancel it. And, I mean, it was pretty much, you know, a done deal that it wasn't going to happen in the stadium. I mean, considering where we are with the coronavirus and it's just a few couple of weeks away. And now that so many things are being shut down just everywhere. You know, so that you don't have large groups of people assembling. And that would have, you know, of course, that uh, 80,000-seat stadium is, you know, a large gathering on steroids. So, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much assumed at this point that it wasn't going to happen at the stadium. So it was just a question of whether or not it was going to happen at all. So they announced it was going to be at the PC. And... A lot of y'all weren't too happy about that, it seems. You know, um, just from what I saw on Twitter, some you know, some people were cool with it, but some of y'all wanted them to just cancel it or postpone it. And yeah, I don't think that was a possibility really. Because look, if you look at it, as far as their options, you know, the options were cancel the show entirely, postpone it to a different date somewhere down the road or do what they're doing and run it at the PC. Now, just canceling it is a no-go because that literally blows a hole in your you know booking plans for you know from now until probably SummerSlam at least. And you know, there were more than likely going to be some major title changes there and you can't just not do it you know Goldberg probably gonna be taking a break for a while after Wrestlemania so the idea of him just holding on to the title for several more weeks or months it just wasn't gonna work and you know John Cena well he may not have to worry about going to movie set right now but you know, if things are back in order soon, then, you know, you couldn't just try to move, the, you know, this match with The Fiend that he's going to have to another time. You know, it's just, you know, it's just not going to work. So, just canceling the show and not having it and not doing any of the title changes that were probably going to happen. I mean, Roman was more than likely going to win or is more than likely going to win the universal title. You know, Drew McIntyre may be winning the WWE championship. And then, you know, I mean, Shayna Baszler might beat Becky Lynch. Bailey might, you know, might have been losing the SmackDown women's title. The women's tag team titles might have been changing. You know, if, if you know, any of those were supposed to happen, like you can't just not do them. Because, you know, then what? So, I mean, you got to do the matches. And you can't just not have the show. Because of that. 
Now, as far as moving it, I mean, postponing it is, well, you got some of the same problems because, you know, you still have the plot points, for lack of a better word, in, you know, your year's worth of storytelling that would not be there or would have to be moved to a different, you know, later in the year, right? I mean, if they're still able to have money in the bank in May, you know, knock on wood, then, you know, you have to fit that in with what was supposed to happen at WrestleMania. So if you move WrestleMania until later and you keep the, you know, big money matches on the WrestleMania card, then, you know, you're, Again, your booking plans get all thrown out of whack, and it's just not going to work. And then also, you know, when it comes to postponing it, finding a city with, you know, the venues that could carry the entire weekend, just, you know, doing that on the fly is probably, you know, damn near impossible, right? I mean, because... Now you got the NXT TakeOver, you got the Hall of Fame thing, you got the WrestleMania Access. You know, and then uh, you have SmackDown on Friday, you know, Raw the Monday after, and then WrestleMania itself on Sunday. And on short notice, finding a city where you can get venues to hold all that stuff. You know, finding that on short notice, uh, yeah, I just don't see that happening. You know, because like SummerSlam's in Boston, and they have, you know, they have that whole weekend booked, you know, with probably, you know, with a takeover and, well, no, no Hall of Fame, but, you know, takeover and then SmackDown and Raw. So they have, you know, that weekend all booked up like that. So you couldn't go do it again in Boston somewhere else later this year. So, I mean, where are you going to find? Because, you know, later this year, you got baseball if if they start late. I mean, in the fall, you definitely got NFL stuff. That, that's going to happen still. You know, so it's just not doable just from a logistics standpoint, postponing it to later in the year. So you're left with doing what they're going to do, which is run the show at the PC. And look, it's I feel bad for, you know, all of you who got tickets and aren't going to be able to go this time because there's no guarantee that you'll be able to go next year or whatever and I feel bad for the wrestlers themselves particularly the people who are going to have their first Wrestlemania experience people like the Street Profits and Rhea Ripley and you know, maybe even Keith Lee if they put him like in the battle world or whatever you know then Drew McIntyre this is going to be his you know, biggest match of his career, and it was going to be in the big stadium with all the people, and now it's just going to be at the PC. And he, you know, these folks aren't going to get to do their, you know, big grandiose entrances and all that kind of stuff. They're not going to get to do that, and that that really sucks for them. And I feel bad for them. But you know, this we're in uncharted territory here, and you know, you just couldn't run that. In that big stadium with eighty thousand people, even if you wanted to, because now I mean now you know governments are stepping in and shutting everything down because you know people couldn't listen, and when they were told to you know 
when they were asked nicely to not do the usual, you know, crowding at places that goes on now, you know, a lot of these knuckleheads didn't listen, and they they went on like it was business as usual. So now, you know, a lot of your, you know, state and city governments are just shutting stuff down. So WrestleMania in the stadium wasn't happening. And right then, so that's unfortunate for a whole lot of people. Um, it really is. Because, I mean, I know some of y'all, this was going to be your first time going to WrestleMania, and now you're not going to be able to go. And that, that sucks. So hopefully, you know, ne- in, next year in L.A., if you weren't, if you had to cancel your tickets this year because of what happened, I really hope and pray that y'all are able to go in L.A. I'm going to try to make it there myself. I've never been to WrestleMania, and that's one of the things I want to do. That's, you know, it's on my bucket list, I guess you could say. And I was going to try to go this year, and I wanted to go last year, too, because it was closer to home in New York. But um, next year will be L.A., and hopefully I'll be able to do it. And if I am... You know, and some of you guys are there. Hopefully, I can run into some of you guys and say hello or whatever. But as of right now, you know, we don't know how much longer this is going to go on. You know, some places are saying, you know, six weeks or eight weeks. Some places are just saying indefinitely stay away. So we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't have a real solid projection on when. Things are going to peak as far as cases, you know, infection and all of that. We don't know. This is, like I said, it's uncharted territory here for a bunch of different reasons. So we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know if it's going to, you know, hopefully peter out in April or May or if it's going to go into the summer. So for the time being, you know, they're going to be doing... Television at the PC, which, you know, I mean, look, look, the Performance Center is, you know, a few people have said this on Twitter, and I agree. The Performance Center is one of their best ideas and best investments probably in the last 10 years because they have their own facility now where, if need be, they can run stuff. So... We're going to be seeing a lot of TV out of the Performance Center over the next couple of months for that reason. Because right now, because you can't do the arenas right now because of the restrictions that are in place. And, you know, and it's going to be interesting because, I mean, so far, what we've seen at the Performance Center, you know, the promos have been much better because you don't have these obnoxious people in the crowd chanting, what? And, you know, or, you know, trying to get themselves over instead of listening to what people are saying. And like, you know, just like you know, a few weeks ago with when Randy Orton was in there with Beth Phoenix and everybody, people were chanting RKO because, you know, you kind of, you knew the RKO was going to be the end of the whole bit, but people weren't sitting there listening to what was really a really great kind of you know monologue or whatever you want to call it from Randy Orton explaining his actions and there are people in the building who weren't 
being patient and weren't sitting there and were not listening. They were chanting RKO because they just wanted him to get to the RKO. And this is, you know, and look, I'm going to, you know, sometime later, I'm going to talk a little bit about how, you know, people don't want to sit and watch stories unfold. They just want stuff to happen or they just want to get to, you know, the end instead of just sitting back and experiencing the whole thing. But that's uh, for a different time. You know, like I said, for the next few months, we're going to get Raw SmackDown and NXT out of the Performance Center. I'm guessing that at least for the next month or so, there aren't going to be, you know, live matches, really. Because you don't want people touching each other a whole lot like that because of just the nature of this coronavirus. So I'm guessing we're going to get a lot of promos and just a lot of replays of recent matches from pay-per-views or TV or whatever. And that'll be fine. Like I said, the, the promos are actually working better in the empty building. And, you know, it's really just, I mean, it's how things used to be back in the day when I started watching. You had taped promos, you had a whole lot of taped promos that were like backstage or whatever. You know, they weren't out there in the ring holding the mic. They were taped promos and you had taped matches. So in this case, the promos won't be taped. They'll be live, but it'll be kind of working the same way as the old tape promos because, you know, you don't have the crowd chanting stuff over you or whatever. Or, and so, you know, I think that's good. And I think it'll be interesting. And, you know, running back recent matches from, you know, pay-per-views or whatever, honestly, I think is a good thing. It, it's a advertisement of sorts for the WWE Network. And, you know, hey, who, hey, who doesn't want to see some of the better matches that have taken place over the last few years? You know, everybody doesn't have the WWE Network and doesn't get to see all of these matches. You know, I know when I was a kid, you know, I didn't get all the pay-per-views. And, you know, if you in, like, with the NWA, for a long time, they just had, like, you know, important house shows that had, like, a special name or something. But if you weren't able to actually go there, you didn't see some of their best matches. So, showing some of these matches for people who... who don't have a network subscription, can't order pay-per-view for whatever reason. Showing some of those on TV won't be bad. Giving the wrestlers a chance to talk in ways, you know, where they don't have to try to talk over the crowd or switch things up to, you know, not get tripped up over whatever the crowd is chanting or not get interrupted by the stupid what chants. That's that's good, and I think it'll help, really, as far as, you know, the promos hitting better and all of that stuff. You know, but this is really the only, this is really the only option they had, and, you know, some saw some people saying that they should take advantage of this time to, you know, give everybody time off and have, like, you know, kind of an off-season, and they can't do that because they got TV contracts, you know, and... Same thing with AEW. They got TV contracts. And they're supposed to be providing live content 
every week. And the point of, you know, networks paying for professional wrestling in particular is that it's always on and it's always live. And when other shows are in reruns, they're still live. And that's what you pay for. Now, you make your money on the TV contracts. Well, one of the times you really make your money, earn your money on a TV contract for a wrestling company is like, say, during the summer when all the other channels are in reruns. Because, you know, you're getting a consistent rating year-round, whereas, you know, all the other shows on TV, you know, new episodes get, you know, bigger ratings, but then... You know, they just crater when it's time to do reruns. So, you know, if you're a wrestling company with a good TV contract, you're getting paid essentially because you're on all year. So you can't just take part of the year off. You know, as much as the wrestlers themselves could use some type of prolonged break, it's just not going to happen. So... They couldn't do that here, even with the coronavirus. No, you can't just not do TV. And you can't just do a bunch of taped stuff. You're going to have to provide some type of live content. So, you know, it's going to be happening from the PC for the next couple of months. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. And I think something good can come out of this in the long run. Particularly, you know, giving people more chances to talk without having to deal with the crowd. And, you know, like I said, giving people a chance to catch up on some stuff that maybe they hadn't seen. Because, you know, like I said before, because they couldn't get to it. Because they, they don't have the network and they can't afford paper, you know, or, you know, $50 pay-per-view every month. So hopefully, you know, hopefully this will turn into a positive yeah, and there's some more folks you got to feel sorry for, and that's, you know, all of the other, like, indie shows and whatnot that were going to be in Tampa. You know, what's been going on for the past, I don't know, six or seven years, maybe, is that, you know, in the same town that WrestleMania is in, other companies, you know, Ring of Honor does Supercard of Honor. There's been, like, Joey Janela's Spring Break that's been going on for the past few years. WrestleCon, you know, there are a whole bunch of, they're just, and a whole bunch of different shows from different people who come there and set up shop because they're going to be all these people in town for WrestleMania. And there's a chance to, you know, to make some money and, you know, draw some crowds that you may not normally get during the year, rest of the year. And now they're going to miss out also. You know, they're losing out also. Uh, the guys that run WrestleCon, you know, posted on Twitter the notice they got from the hotel about, you know, not being able to cancel or how their cancellation doesn't fit the rules so they get all their money back. That sucks. Uh, it sucks really bad. And it sucks for the wrestlers who were all going down there because, you know, this weekend or that WrestleMania weekend, a lot of them make some of their biggest, you know, get some of their biggest paychecks from that weekend, you know, just because you have the opportunity just to work 
several shows that weekend. You could work six or seven shows that weekend and just, you know, pile up the money and sell a lot of merchant, sell a lot of your merchandise and all that kind of stuff. And it's a way to really stand out and get some real exposure so that one of the, you know, bigger companies might notice you. And this is the opportunity that's going to be lost for a lot of these folks now. And that's a damn shame. It really sucks for them. And I really feel bad for them. And, you know, some of these indie companies, they count on this weekend to make their biggest gate. And not getting that, well, some of them are going to be in some real kind of dire straits. If that, you know, doesn't come through for them. So I hope that this doesn't break all of these folks and that, you know, they're able to, you know, hang on and get through the rest of the year. This is a really tough time just for, for everyone involved in the business, really, because this has caused shows to be canceled, you know, not just WrestleMania, but just live events for different companies. Um, you know, NWA had the Crockett Cup coming up and they had to just pull a plug on that entirely because of this. You know, so if you're a fan, you know, not whether you're a WWE fan or not, if you're just a wrestling fan, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity to shoot some money towards some of these folks, you know, buy some, you know, merchandise or whatever, this would be a good time to do it because they're going to be hurting. I mean, I mean, WWE is going to, you know, take a hit from this also, but, you know, they're going to survive. But some of these other guys are going to really need some help to make it through. So if you're a fan of any of those folks and you're able to, you know, by all means, you know, buy some merchandise or something, find a way to shoot some money over to them to help them out because they're really going to need it. All right, going to do a little more uh, wrestling stuff here before I wrap things up. Just finished watching Monday Night Raw, and they ended with a you know, really just kind of silly, goofy segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, drinking beer and, you know, just talking on the mic and going back and forth with Byron Saxton. They ended up giving Saxton a stunner in the ring and all that stuff. And it's just a reminder that, you know, this stuff ain't that serious. 
Like, it's just goofy, silly stuff. At its heart, it is just, just, you know, funny, dopey kind of entertainment, right? It's not Shakespeare. And too many times I see people, like, on Twitter or people, you know, there's some of their podcasts and all this other stuff, you know, get way too serious about this stuff and they're digging into mm-hmm. every segment and they're just picking everything apart yeah, you know, why are they doing this why are they doing that this is embarrassing you know what am I supposed to tell people who aren't wrestling fans when they see something like this what am I supposed to tell them well, don't tell them anything I mean come on I mean, really, come on. It, it it really isn't that big of a deal. All right. Like the first time I watched was like Saturday night's main event way back in, I think it was nineteen eighty six, right? They had a hillbilly wedding. You know, in the ring. All right. I mean it was just you know, silly dumb things like that happen all the time, right? I mean I saw you know, one time, you know, Jim Cornette got his face mashed into a cake by the Fantastics, right? I mean, just stuff like that always happens. And, you know, it's just, it's not that big of a deal, right? This is supposed to be fun. And you shouldn't be embarrassed to be a wrestling fan, okay? You shouldn't be. You shouldn't have any problem with anybody knowing that you're a wrestling fan, even at, you know, the most ridiculous, you know, goofball moments in a wrestling show, you shouldn't have a problem with it, okay? You really shouldn't. Okay, some of your friends and some of your family members or your co-workers who, you know, who you might think are all prim and proper and dignified or whatever, they go home and they watch Real Housewives. They watch Love and Hip Hop. If they're home from work, they might watch, you know, Jerry Springer or whatever. And they don't care what you think. They don't care if you frown upon them for watching that kind of stuff. So you shouldn't be worried if somebody, you know, looks at you funny for being a wrestling fan. Whatever. Okay? I mean... Especially during times like this where we got all this stuff going on and we don't know what's going to happen and everybody's a little worried, everybody's a little scared. You know, watching something that doesn't have to make any sense or doesn't have to be logical, you know, whatever, is, is exactly what we need right now. And to be honest, even the stuff that, you know, it's supposed to be so serious at a wrestling show. It's just, it's still ridiculous, right? I mean, the whole idea of a steel cage match is ridiculous, right? I mean, basically, it's two co-workers who have a beef and they're so mad at each other that they're going to settle their differences by fighting inside of a cage. Now, you're going to do that with Bob from accounting who pisses you off every day when you go to work, are you going to challenge Bob to go fight you in a cage so you can get out your frustrations? Of course not. Okay. 
And it makes just as little sense in what is supposed to be a sport. It makes just as little sense there as it does for you at whatever your job is. Okay? It doesn't. No, it, it, it's ridiculous. Okay? It's over the top. It's ridiculous. And it's why we watch this stuff. Okay? Now, I remember, you know, back in the day, you know, the Night of the Skywalkers, Starcade 87, they had a scaffold match. And this was in the NWA. The NWA was supposed to be the serious company where we're, we're about real wrestling, right? We don't do all that goofy sports entertainment stuff. We do real wrestling. We're the NWA. And they had a scaffold match, which is the most ridiculous thing you could possibly ever think of. Okay, you had four guys, you had the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express fighting on a scaffold that was like 15 feet above the ring. And to win the match, you had to throw your opponent off the scaffold. Which, you know, if you threw them off the wrong place, you could kill them, right? And yet, the match was entertaining. You know, it wasn't any type of technical kind of thing. It was just a fight on top of the scaffold. And the Road Warriors won. And they pushed the Midnight Express, both of them, off the scaffold. And, of course, they landed safely in the ring and not on the floor, right? And it was, you know, it was ridiculous. It was over the top. It made no sense to have that kind of match in, in what's supposed to be a sport. But it was entertaining, okay? And that was the important thing. You know, and trust me, if some, you know, if I were watching that now, and one of my coworkers or whatever were to see it and say, what on earth is that? I would tell them, well, it's, you know, let's say it's wrestling and this is a scaffold match. It's just one of the, you know, goofy things they do sometimes, right? And it's no big deal. It really is no big deal. Okay. You don't have to be embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. You should never be embarrassed of being a wrestling fan. It's entertainment. Okay. It's no different than the other stuff that other people watch on TV. Okay, you don't have to be embarrassed by it. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You know, when they do something goofy or silly, you know, you shouldn't be out there like, oh, man, this is embarrassing. Oh, man, I can't show this to anybody. What are they going to think? Please. Okay, just stop it. Okay, don't take it so seriously. Don't take yourself so seriously, okay? And yeah, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If anybody thinks that you're lame or that you're a weirdo, trust me, it's not because you're a wrestling fan, okay? If somebody thinks you're a weirdo, it's because they just think you're a weirdo. It's, it's something else you're doing entirely. It's not because you like to watch professional wrestling, okay? It just isn't. So stop worrying about it. Just enjoy yourself. You know, have fun. Enjoy the show. If you're there, you're there because you like it. And you're there because you like the entirety of the whole thing. You know, you like the technical aspects of a professional wrestling match. But you also like the weird, goofy stuff too. And you just need to admit it. It's okay. It's okay to like, you know, New Day throwing pancakes to people when they walk to the ring. It's okay. You don't have to feel ashamed of it. Okay. 
you know, I mean, one of the best, most fun matches that's going on this year was uh, one night on SmackDown a few weeks ago. They had a Symphony of Destruction match. And it was, you know, Braun Strowman and I think Elias, and they were going against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. And it was just a match with a bunch of musical instruments all over the place. And they were hitting each other with stuff, with guitars and you know, with a gong and, you know, and all a bunch of other stuff. And it was just completely stupid and silly and ridiculous. But it was really fun and entertaining, and it was one of the best times I've had watching anything all this year. And I'm all for having more stuff like that. And, you know, not as many of these, you know, 45-minute, how many moves can we do in 45 minutes? And we need to have a serious contest here to show just how good we are at executing wrestling moves. You know, I mean, whatever, right? You know, I'd rather have the silly stuff. All right, the silly stuff is fun. It's goofy. You know, you get to lose yourself in it for a few minutes at a time or whatever, right? I mean, that's what we're here for. You know, I think most of us started watching this when we were kids. And now, you know, we're in our... 30s and 40s, you know, some of y'all might still be in your 20s, I don't know, but, you know, you can't expect them to make it, you know, serious and adult for you now, when you started watching it when you were a kid, right, they got to do something for today's kids, you know, so that they'll become lifelong fans, you know, so, no, they can't be serious all the time, okay? They can't. And it's okay. Because, you know what, there's enough really serious stuff going on in the world right now. You know, I don't need two or three hours of more really serious stuff. You know, I watch this stuff to get away from it all. You know, it being as ridiculous as it is, is one of the things that makes it, you know, enticing to watch. You know, watching, you know, I'd rather watch somebody you know, do a face plant into a cake than, you know, a super serious, solemn showcase of skills. You know, whatever, right? I mean... And look, if you like that kind of stuff, if you prefer that kind of stuff, then that's fine. There are places you can find that kind of professional wrestling. Okay. But, you know, don't try to turn the people who don't do that, don't try to turn them into serious people if they're not serious. Okay. Just, just don't. Well, you know, some of us are there to have fun and have a good time and to forget what's going on in our daily lives for a little bit. And I would suggest you look at it that way, too. I think you'll find yourself enjoying it a lot more if you look at it that way instead of, you know, wanting it to be Game of Thrones. Which is, of course, is ironic because, you know, we found out later on after Game of Thrones was over that those guys, the guys who wrote that stuff didn't know what they were doing either and they admitted it. I mean, they admitted that they were just kind of doing it on the fly all along. 
And so it's kind of ironic that that's held up as the kind of pillar of, you know, highbrow entertainment or, you know, the shining example of great writing and storytelling. And those guys admitted today, no, what the heck they were doing either. And it's fine. You don't have to know what the heck you're doing. All right. And that's one of the big lies <laughs> that, about life that. You know, people who succeed are these kind of superior intellects or that they have everything all figured out and they have everything all planned out and all those kinds of... No, no, they don't. They don't. I mean, people do it. Yeah, people have plans. People have stuff, some stuff planned out. They have ideas of what they want to do and all that stuff. But even the most well-organized people who have all this stuff planned out and all of that... So much of their success is just from happy accident. So much of their success comes from, you know, dodging bullets. Or just being in the right place at the right time. So you're better off not trying to plan everything out in excruciating detail or not looking for other people to have everything all figured out in excruciating detail either because you know you're, you're going to be in for a rude awakening when you find out that you know the guy who won the office pool for the NCAA tournament just picked the team who thought you know, whose mascot they thought was good right or You'll be surprised when you find out that, you know, you watch some movie and you, you think the lines are really good and you find out that, you know, some of that stuff was being rewritten on set while they were filming, right? So just these things happen, right? Every, you know, everything isn't all figured out. Everything isn't all planned out. People don't really know everything, what they're doing. But what they do is they just step out there and they try. They step out there and they do it. And they put their best foot forward. And they take a chance. You know, they step out onto the stage, whether they're a performer or they're somebody who just works in an office or whatever. You know, they just they step out there. And they go. And they see what happens. And when something doesn't fall into place the right way, you know, they adapt. They make it, they adjust. They figure out some way to make it work. Which at the end of the day is what we're all trying to do here. Just trying to make it work. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to not have it all figured out. It's okay to not know what's coming around the corner. You know, now, you got to be ready to deal with whatever comes coming around the corner. But, it's okay to not know. It really is. And that's where I'm going to leave it here, you know, this time. So I'm hoping that you dug this. I hope you dug what I'm doing here. 
Uh, I think I'm going to come back and, you know, give this another shot. I kind of like the way this went. I feel pretty good about this. We'll see how y'all take it. But until then, you know, I don't know when it's going to be, you know, got kids, got a job, you know, kind of busy. So, you know, I'll do this again when I get another chance. I hope y'all like what I did here. And I hope you come back with the next one. Until then, take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. You know, God bless you guys. I love you guys. Later.